Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Michael Petro, and joining me in the virtual living room, that is Zoom, It's Martin Navarro, Jimmy Skinner, and special guest, Martin's buddy from Vancouver, Tyler Boissonneau. Tyler, one more time, Boissonneau. I said it right. We all know my issue with names and how I make up half of them. So uh, it was a pleasure to have Tyler on. He actually perf- he's performing for you today, everybody. He did like a spoken word slash like musical artistic. Perf- it was it was so much fun. Me and me and Martin and Jimmy were just slack jawed at the end of it. Going, OK, you win. So that's what's on the show for you today. That's who's on the show for you today. What is on the show is what I'm about to tell you next, which is this episode is titled to the Batcave. What rhymes with Batcave? man cave and we scrapped the whole fucking nomenclature of man in front of it just your cave doesn't matter who you are everybody has a cave as a room in the house with all their all their stuff doesn't like line up with the rest of the motif or maybe that's just me uh either way um you have this place and it says who you are and wouldn't it be fun if you could make a imaginary cave with all of the fucking shit you've ever seen in any movie or tv show ever made right so unlimited budget First of all, uh, no holds barred. Pick whatever you want and build this imaginary cave of wonders with all these cool, fun things and places and features and functions and style. Best one wins. I, I don't want to tell you who won because then there's no reason to listen to the show. But Tyler's a fucking contender for this one, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I hope you enjoy his performance above everything because we, we certainly did. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, just stick around for a couple more seconds. It's just another trailer, so to speak. This is your second or third or fourth time and you've already heard me say this. Then feel free to skip the line, buy your popcorn and sit down before the show starts. Okay. TheRealDebaters.ca. That's all I want to say to you, new guys. What is that? That's how you get to know us better. All right, so head to therealdebaters.ca if you want to see us. How do you subscribe to the show? That's that's answered there. If you want to read some of the blogs we've posted in the past, if you want to subscribe to the show, you can do it directly through the website. Uh, most importantly, you can buy stuff there. That's one way to support the show, or you can donate pocket change to the show. I said pocket change. I'm not looking for dollar bills here, guys. Uh, all that money goes right back in to uh, production costs and you're crazy to send me more than that so just know that whatever you do goes back into the show to make this better for you and then we get to say hey a bunch of people bought shit we get to blame them for making this better and then it's a win-win situation therealdebaters.ca if you want to email us therealdebaters at gmail.com if you want to follow us on social media at realdebaters all spelled r-e-e-l we're incredibly blessed by tripping across such a fun name for a podcast because when you google us it's only us i don't that's a fucking accident. I can't believe it every time I Google this. So yeah, uh, realdebaters.ca, ladies and gentlemen, go check us out after the show. That is your call to action. Uh, also, a thing that we do here, if you're new, uh, we like to thank top five places in Canada, top five places in the United States for listening to the show because we have yet to crack Europe. But like I always say, dance with who you came with. I said that last episode. Anyway, so to everybody south of the border who's listening to us, and this is just, you're talking about us, you're bringing us up around the dinner table, what have you. Um, you're just spreading the word about our show, our little bullshit here. So we appreciate that. We appreciate everybody who listens, but some of, some of these guys are doing some heavy lifting for us. So San Jose, Cedar Grove, Ashburn, Gig Harbor, and Boardman, all these places in America. I'm pretty sure they're all in California. I don't know. There's a, California has a thing for us. We have a thing for California. Uh, but thank you to everybody. Specifically, thank you to our top five south of the border friends. Our north of the border friends. I should have had this up before I uh, started talking. <laughs> Uh, as always, our hometown of Winnipeg, thank you so much for supporting us this whole way through. Followed up by Kentville, Ottawa, Vancouver, and Dauphin, Manitoba. We've never seen you before, Dauphin. 
I did the Country Fest one year. Man, I needed another week of sleep. Uh, so thank you to Dauphin for listening to the show. I've never seen you before, so welcome into the fold of debaters bullshit and whatnot. Uh, I got nothing else for you but a bunch of cool episodes coming down the pipeline. We've got a weapon expert coming on, weapons expert coming on, a intimacy coordinator coming on, a couple theater schools coming on, uh, film training Manitoba is going to come on. Talk to us about how they make great courses for film professionals in Manitoba, and then you could learn a thing or two about maybe wanting to get into film. Lots of great conversations are coming down the way, mostly all on the responsibility of those who came on, and not me. I'm just the facilitator. Uh, don't shoot the guy in front of the microphone that you can't see. I'm rambling, and I, we know at this point, ladies and gentlemen, for you new guys, this is where I should shut the fuck up and cue the reel, and you enjoy the show. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. Here is a motion picture film. A thousand feet. 16,000 separate photographs. Welcome, everyone. the truth. You can't handle the truth. Sir, you're out of order. I don't I show you on order. If I got by that, I would also give you a high five. I would respect for you being a great way. Like, I would, my feelings wouldn't be hurt, but... Anyways, uh, I, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another Real Debaters production. Um, today, we got a special guest. Marty brought a friend along from Vancouver. Um, Tyler Boissonneau. Did I say that right? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> We're some that was better than like when we rehearsed. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Boissonneau is here, local Vancouver comedian. Thank you for coming on the show, Tyler. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, Martin kind of gave me uh, gave me the invite a little bit ago, and I've been pumped ever since. So thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you for pumping our tires. That feels good. <laughs> <laughs> our little fucking project. When someone when someone's looking forward to it, that makes us smile. So awesome. Uh, and as mentioned. Martin is the reason he's here. Hello, Martin. Hi, Michael. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Still sober, which is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That was a sarcasm in my voice. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, you you obviously want to be clear for a minute, so whatever. That's all good. There's nothing wrong with that. What's the the tally? I don't want to go into Scientology. I'm not going clear. I I want (laughs) a clear head. I'm just not. Yeah, I'm not going crazy that way. No, I totally, I totally get it, dude. Uh, what's the weather like out there? Uh, nine and it was sunny earlier, but I guess nine and cloudy. Yeah, we are like eleven, I think, right, Jimmy? You guys are warmer than us. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, there's the dab. We gotta, yeah. See, you're right. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy needs a sound effect when he dabs. Hold on, one more time. Do it again, Jimmy. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Knives. Yeah, but you're right. It doesn't track as well without the sound effect. It looks great. You know how to fucking dab. (laughs) He does. He does. Seriously, you dab so well, you could probably win the Kinsman Jackpot bingo. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Just, wow. (laughs) (laughs) You know, look, I've seen people play. I've seen people run five, six boards at a time with one dabber. Incredible stuff. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> when I tried to play that crazy thing that's going on, I think it's like, what, 2.7? Almost 3 million now. Kinsman Jackpot Bingo, something silly like that. And uh, hey, I just realized, this is Western Canada versus Western Canada. This is two Winnipeggers versus two Vancouvers today on the debate. 
Oh, right. That's, I think that's the first time that we've tripped over that where we've gone like province to province. So Manitoba versus BC in the Real Debaters production of Man Cave, Bat Cave. That's I got to win, Ty. Very clear. I got to represent. Clear. I want to make it very clear that Michael and I are not a team. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy is an army of one. Fair enough. I am. I am. Um, I am my own island. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> it feels so lonely. Um, yeah. So that's what the, that's uh, that's everybody on the show. Tyler, thank us. Like I said, thank you for joining. Um, we're gonna let you go last, just to be fair. Um, we feel that that's the easiest way to let the first timers go because we'll appreciate set it, and uh, and then we'll give you a leg up, right? Like you get to see. It's kind of like you're like Eminem in Eight Mile, where you know we go, we, yeah, we go, we go. Is first. it because he's white? Is that why you picked no. him as the rapper? No, I'm just I'm using that. Uh, we're giving him the advantage where if he goes last, then he can have the best attempt at possibly winning. What doesn't? Really oh yeah, he does goes last in that movie. Yeah, he Michael, does go Eminem second. Goes first. No, no, oh, yeah, doesn't he? No, he goes first. Does he go last? Eminem. Yeah. Which is why I I'm in the last battle. He goes first, and then the second guy doesn't have anything to say because Eminem was like, "Hey, I'm white, and that's that." We smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> We're forgetting the movie. <laughs> I know that is how that went. Okay, that's what embarrassment feels like. Perfect. Okay, now that we check that box. <laughs> All good. Well, it it gives him an advantage to know how to structure the debate. Yes. How they work. So exactly, exactly. And uh, if this is your first time to the show, ladies and gentlemen, we like to review what we watched in the week that uh, that has transpired between episodes uh it's nothing special it's just a fun way to start con conversing with each other and find out about new shit that some of us have watched so because we have a special guest he should be made to feel special and go first so ty what the fuck did you watch this week i watched uh so with the news of daft punk breaking up yeah i watched uh interstellar 5555 which i don't know if you guys have ever seen but it's uh so their sophomore album discovery was like you might remember the videos of like the blue people all like yeah, yeah. playing music to that. So that's like an entire full length anime movie that they released along with it. I can't remember the director's name, but he's like some famous like anime guy. And uh, it's like an hour long of this like this story of this like evil record producer who kidnaps this band from outer space <laughs> and brings them down to earth to like create just like poppy hits and like they're all depressed and stuff like that. What's it? What's it called again? And then Earth kind of gets together to send them back. It's like it was really good. <laughs> what's it? What's it called? I, you know what? I'm not going to try to look it up because I just tried to bring up the internet to see. Interstellar five five five, I think. Yeah, uh, five thousand five hundred and fifty five. All right, yeah, bring four, it up four five. Here, because as soon as I brought it up on the, on, on, I was trying to share the screen. Um, the whole fucking podcast just bogged right down. So MacBook, <laughs> you are not strong enough to do two things at once. Um, so it's an anime, you said, right? Yeah, and it's just, so it just basically plays the album like front to back with kind of this story that goes goes along for it. There's no dialogue other than just what's in the in the music. Um, it's just epic, and I love. That when did band. it come out? Uh, Discovery came out in like 2000, 2001, I think, because they usually waited like four years in between albums or something like that. So like Homework was ninety seven. So yeah, probably two thousand two thousand one. Would you recommend watching it? One hundred percent. It's really good. It's really, really good. Yeah, I don't I like know. The if premise. You, yeah, and if you, I'm, I don't know. I'm fascinated with bands that like claim to be from outer space and that's to come. 
like the p-funk was like that and like george clinton all that stuff so i don't know I, i've been obsessed with it so uh and I hadn't seen it for a really long time, like probably like kind of since it came out back in the day. So it was really good to uh, refresh. And of course, the soundtrack is just the entire album. So it's fire. It's so good. Yeah, I'm looking at clips of it here right now. And this looks like one of those damn good classic anime films. And I mean, obviously now it's you, I know that it's <laughs> soundtrack by Daft Punk, which is even cooler. Yeah, like I, I was even thinking about asking that question last week when we did a show, Martin, where I was like, what, what movie should Daft Punk have done for a soundtrack well outside of tron at the time that was all i knew but now knowing this that'd be really fun to that's like a full all like in your ears and in your face and in your head experience right you get the music from them and you get this movie and shit that's pretty cool yeah good good stuff um we like to do this little thing here from time to time where we're like we would watch this on a plane or i would watch this with the sound off and not really paying attention uh, how would you watch this movie? Would you? Is it a full immersive, like you're sitting down and paying attention to it, or is it a background movie? Would be, you, like, what was that? If I had to watch it like in any kind of way, yeah. it would be with like five grams of mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Which the... might be how I watched it the other week, <laughs> and it was absolutely perfect. It was the best time ever. I didn't dance, but it, on the inside, I was really dancing hard. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Immersive experience. Watch, watch, it, watch it exactly how I did. <laughs> About five to six grams of blue beanie mushrooms. <laughs> That's your order. Oh, shit. I, uh, cool, man. Awesome. I'll check it out. I, like I always say I'm into more, more animation and shit these days, or I'm trying to be into more animation. Um, I watched last night. I watched uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, okay. um, which is Kristen Wiig's new movie. Um, I this I know the best part of it to me is that Jamie Dorham from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. He plays Christian Grey, that guy. He's in it, and he's the hunk love interest. And me and Jimmy were talking about this before, and and there's. It's classic Kristen Wiig and uh, the way that she wrote for SNL. So if you were a real big fan of her sketch comedy, she just segues from one sketch scene to the next sketch scene. So there's a story between them all, but they're written like a sketch instead of written more like a film. And her writing partner, Annie Mumolo, um, the two of them are absolutely fantastic. It's a dumb movie. I was telling Jimmy it's produced by Will Ferrell, so expect a lot of really weird over the top dumb shit like there's a bond villain in it that's also played by Kristen wig and jamie dorn's the love interest of her in the beginning of the movie anyways there's a musical break where dorm actually sings about seagulls and then there's there's this other scene where morgan freeman is actually a crab like i'm not ruining this by any means because none of it makes sense when you tie it all together but it's a very fun and silly break from bullshit right now so if you're looking for some for some dumb where you're like this makes no sense but it's entertaining because the characters are are fun then i would strongly suggest Barb and star that sounds good man i'd watch that what like uh what platform is it on um i didn't actually we we rented it on prime so i don't know what or we watched it on prime maybe we didn't rent it i don't know where is it here um, Michael, Michael has money for Prime and to rent movies on Prime. He's a <laughs> deal. Yeah, fucking humble brag over there. <laughs> <laughs> what 
be yeah. on that Netflix account, bro. I know there's five people allowed. Come on. <laughs> I share my shit. I I know that some people can't, you know, or don't want or whatever. Like they're like, this is enough, right? No big deal. But I, I have all this because I cut cable, so I feel I should share mine, right? Because I. It's true. He does share. He does share. I'll I'll, I'll give him that. He does share. <laughs> and I'm an only child, so by training alone, I don't. Like you would think I don't enjoy sharing, but I'm like, here, no, fuck. You I'm don't share. No, I well I <laughs> how, how did we get here? Uh back to Barb and Star. Um Barb and Star, where is it streaming? Um let's see here. Uh I'm betting it's a lot of places right now. Uh YouTube, Google Play, Amazon Prime. Yes, yeah, so we watched it on Amazon Prime, paid for it. Um but uh it was it, paid for it with money. <laughs> multiple credit cards no big deal yeah <laughs> rsp bitches whatever um i so yeah if you want some fun and silly in your life and some classic Kristen wig they've got these ugly nebraska accents and they work in a furniture store together like it's a very cute it's a buddy comedy at the end of it all it really is it i looked over at shauna and said this is stepbrothers but way more fun like all of the fun that happens between the stepbrothers when they finally get along. This is the whole movie of these nice. friends. So there's a lot of dumb shit that goes down and a lot of, a lot of zingers, a lot of like wraparound jokes that keep coming back. Um, the one, my favorite joke is that they have these special pants that eventually act like parachutes for them at the end of the movie. And it's, parachute pants. <laughs> yeah. Literally parachute. pants. It's if you want to smile and not question shit, watch Barb and star. So that's that. And I would watch it like I would I would I would have I would have paid to go see this. Now seeing it now, that's I would I would go oh, I, would, right. I would pay in a movie theater to go see this like I paid at home to see it, Jimmy. That's a compliment. <laughs> yeah. No. That is a compliment. That's that's Would you bring how many cheeseburgers would you bring to the theater? Oh, I'd full bag it. <laughs> full bag. It. Full bag. That's like a like a, a, a like a, a newborn baby weight basically in, yeah. in cheeseburgers. Yeah. Hundred um, percent, Martin. What'd you watch this week? Um, I finally watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I finally got the chance to watch it. It was. I loved it. Um, everyone was right that it didn't feel like a Tarantino movie at like at all until the very end. Um, <laughs> yeah. It it did it didn't like I I was like oh I still liked it like the dialogue was amazing which was great I loved um the two characters that Brad like the chemistry between Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio was awesome um i got a little weirded out though um when marco robbie's feet had a close-up for that whole time because i'm like tarantino man do we know you love feet can you just stop why but... i hate feet they're so fucking gross <laughs> and they were like dirty feet too you know like she didn't even put Ugh. slippers on or wash them so they were like dirty but i'm not gonna lie i was sort of into it because it's Margot robbie and i love her and i have uh, blinders on and she can put whatever those dirty feet on but it just I, that was the only part that weirded me out. But I did like the movie in general. Like I love the whole uh, Bruce Lee thing. Apparently, that was based on a true story, um, from what I I heard, um, between hit, Bruce Lee and another stuntman, and that's why he developed kind of the whole Jeet Kune Do, his own martial arts. Um, but uh, I love the ending. The ending was great. That's what I was like. I was like, okay, where's the Tarantino in it? And then the ending was all Tarantino. I'm just like, yes, this is the the reimagining ending that would have been great. Because I was getting nervous because I watched I watched this. I think. I tried, I watched it in two parts because the first part I watched up until maybe the second act. 
I guess, when they come back from, I guess, was that from Spain or Italy? When they come back from Italy well, from Europe? Okay, so after he does his Western and then he goes. Yeah, and I knew the sh- I knew the the Sharon Tate story, so I'm like, oh man, they can't. I don't want to watch like Sharon Tate get like they're not gonna show that on screen, are they? Are they gonna show her get gutted because she was pregnant and stuff like that? Are they gonna show that on screen? I don't know because it Tarantino is violent, but I'm like they can't show it. But just in case, I'll like pause here and then pick it up again. And I like the way it ended that retelling. That was just a a fun fun little part there. Well, Martin, let me say, if you do want to see that movie where Sharon Tate gets horribly murdered, uh, you can check out The Haunting of Sharon Tate, starring Hilary Duff. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> That's uh, a real thing? Yeah. Yep. And it's just absolutely horrifying. Like, they uh, they really dive right into it. And it's just... Hilary Duff? Hillary yeah, Duff Hillary Duff. <laughs> Hilary Duff is the worst. <laughs> I just want a picture of your face. Hilary Duff? <laughs> Well, if you want to see her get stabbed to death, that's that sounds like a movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> when did this come out, Jimmy? 2018, I think. Oh, so it's, fair, fair, I guess, relatively new. Kind of fresh, yeah. Not on Rotten Tomatoes. It's actually quite rotten. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, the reimagining is cool. Like, I'm reading Helter Skelter right now, and... Uh, it's a very graphic book only because like there was a dude who was on Joe Rogan's podcast who wrote a follow-up book. And that book is about the conspiracy theory that Charles Manson was a CIA operative and due to too much brainwashing, they cooked him and then didn't know what to do with him, So they just let him go. And he started his cult and commanded all these people. And because he was brainwashed, he, I guess saw how the sausage was made and then could brainwash people and then have them go do all of his murders. So there's a book about that. So the only reason I'm reading Helter Skelter is to learn more about this crazy fucking conspiracy theory. Um, Do you you really think the CIA would let someone who's five foot two in? That's why I want to read it. Do you think that Michael? Through the through the rigorous process that the CIA puts their puts their recruits through, yeah, I th- I think there's I think it must be like a ride at the X. You must be this tall to kill people. Also, I'm surprised that Joe Rogan had a guy who likes conspiracy theories on his podcast. That's <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> uh, yeah, we it's wonder really changed. We wonder why like public oh. discord and you know practical thinking are going down the toilets because podcasts like that are having fucking spooks on for four fucking hours straight. <laughs> I'll watch every second. Is it true that the the guy who played because I know he had a small part in Once Upon a Time, but the guy who played Charles Manson was the same guy in Mindhunter who played Charles Manson? Correct. The same that. actor, right? Someone yep. told me that the other day, and I was like, "Oh, that's why he looks so because fa- the actor looks so familiar, but he was on screen for only a short time." So I'm like, "Where did I see him from?" Well, that's a fun little fact. Thanks, yeah. Martin. You're welcome, Jimmy. <laughs> what a typecast! <laughs> He's typecast as Charlie Manson forever. <laughs> We need a Charles Manson for this new Hillary Duff movie. Who are we going to get? Let's get the guy from Mindhunter. <laughs> uh, you, like for a minute, he probably has all the jobs, right? Like anybody who's obsessed with true crime and serial well, killing. That's what's in right now, right? True yeah. crime and serial killing. So, I mean. It totally is. Uh, I just want to go back to Ty for a sec. Ty, can you crank your volume a bit at all? Yeah. How's that? Is that better? Oh, dear Lord. That's so much better. Too much there? Talk about uh-huh. bass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There Ooh. you go. How we doing? We're good. Yeah, late, late, late night with Ty Boissonneau. All right. 
Dude, the pronunciation gets better every time. <laughs> I think the weed is good for your, your enunciation, Mike. You're not yeah. normally this well pronounced, but the weed is good. The cotton mouth weed is good. <laughs> it works. Oh, Smoke as much as you want. Smoke it if you got it. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just to your point, Martin, how it, it, it's like not Tarantino, not Tarantino. It slowly becomes Tarantino. And mm. it's really fucking Kill Bill, or it's really fucking Django, or it's really fucking Pulp Fiction, and and that's it's a great slow burn. And yeah, I do love the reenactment, the the fight scene you mentioned with Bruce Lee and Brad Pitt, um, when he's on the roof reflecting, and that's how it all plays back. And then he's on the roof again. And he was like, uh, yeah, okay, I get why. <laughs> <laughs> probably not a smart career decision right like just the mm-hmm. uh, all right fair enough <laughs> that was and then like just the like blatant brad pitt no shirt scene for no reason like he did he does not need to take his shirt off to change an antenna on a house like the two are not related but no Jimmy, you disagree it was hot outside <laughs> and brad pitt california too california summer yeah Doing yeah, some hard labor. Yeah. And you don't want tan lines, Mike. You don't want tan lines. Yeah. For a, for a, for a basement dweller, I don't understand tan lines. You're right. <laughs> like, I'm I'm not like a character in a vampire movie that sees the sun for the first time. But they're like my youth. I wasn't really concerned with the tan, so I have fragile skin. <laughs> I burn. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, what did anybody else like? Like, yeah, I, I think everybody unanimously agrees. Once upon a time in Hollywood is a fucking killer movie. So good. Yeah, very fun. Okay, they can. They agree. Well, <laughs> move on. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, what did you watch this week? You guys, I watched uh, Shazam, and I got through it, and I didn't fall asleep. And it's a DC movie, and I think that's an accomplishment. <laughs> you liked it, right, Jimmy? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Why doesn't DC make all their movies good? That's what I'm saying too. <laughs> like, I, it, I thought you said Kazam. <laughs> the Shaquille O'Neal movie. Yeah. I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> a Kazam this video time. game, not as good. <laughs> no, no, it really wasn't, was it? Sega Genesis? No, they failed on that one. I love that. I love how there was just like a period for, it was like 20, 30 years where video games just also got movies or movies also got a video game tie-in. Yeah. Loved that. <laughs> it was like the obligatory must make. And it was always the movie got the video game. The video game never was contracted to have a movie because. Yeah, Hitman. That's, okay, there was Hitman. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant out of all the people to play play eight or 67 timothy oliphant right <laughs> Bad i remember that oh my god <laughs> uh, right look shazam is good i think dc should make their movies that way i don't understand why they aren't um i hope i wish they would put if Zack snyder somehow snuck them into the snyder cut that would make me happy i don't know i don't think he's gonna do it but it would be nice um still gonna watch it very excited. When does it come out, Michael? Is it this week, next week? March 18th. Okay, well, I'm ready for that. And Shazam restored faith and made me excited again. Jimmy, did you watch uh, Birds of Prey? The Emancipation yeah. of Harley Quinn? I didn't mind that. Did you, what did you think? I didn't mind it. I thought that was also a decent DC release compared to no, like, Suicide Squad. The, 
it it was kind of the same thing. Like at least it was fun and violent, and I like both of those things. I don't want to say the <laughs> shit that I took before the podcast started was better than Suicide Squad because that's pretty mean, but it's also not a lie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I you know, I don't I can I don't put up blame... with. Oh, go ahead, Jimmy. I don't blame Suicide Squad for being bad. I think that just um, like there were a lot of behind the scenes problems with that, and I think the producers had a lot of to do with how terrible it was. So I think we just forget about it. That might just be one that we have to forget about. Well, yeah, except we have a sequel. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so where would if you can find a place to put one so that we forget about it and make two one? I'm down. I'm. I just, you're right. I think there was a lot of behind the scenes crap. And to your point, I haven't seen Shazam because I do. I have come to like the the Schneider series of Superman. It has grown on me. I wasn't originally a big fan of it at first, and now I'm I'm there, and I can see it all together. And I'm this is this will cap it and make it all make sense. I'm I'm guessing, but. I like that more than I like what people said about Shazam. So I still have yet to see Shazam, but I hear it. Like it's, it's, I just don't like the story. Like a kid all of a sudden becomes a hero. Weak sauce. It's good. Give it a try. Yeah. It's like, for me, it's, 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 it's a tie between Wonder Woman and Shazam. The first one, well, first Wonder Woman, Shazam, and then probably uh, Birds of Prey. Um, and then whatever, what's after that? I don't know. Whatever's after that. <laughs> then whatever oh. the fuck man is stealing yeah. or whatever. Yeah, whatever the fuck is good after that, well, I don't know. But I, that's my my line or my choices for like best DC in that series or that. Wonder no, Woman I, is the I, right I, answer. Yeah, Harley Quinn, great, right? Like everybody who shits on it, whatever. Like you can shit on it, that's fine. But like I liked Harley Quinn. I I liked uh, Suicide Squad. Um, I liked. Uh, yeah, Wonder Woman was fantastic. Aquaman also like Aquaman was ugh. <laughs> no? no, no. Okay, the dude litters. He loves the ocean, and the first thing you see is him throwing a lit- litter into the ocean. Like, get the fuck out of here, Aquaman! <laughs> you polluter. Throws like a bottle of Jack in the ocean. I'm like, get out of here, you that damn was polluter. Your big, that was your big problem with the movie. <laughs> yeah, was the littering. Yeah, fuck that guy. hang on here to martin's point it's very anti-character to like protect the thing you love yeah while at the same time throwing in something that will well i mean technically it's sand if we want to get science here it's sand sand will a fish could eat that a whale could eat that and cut its insides no no i'm I'm, hey listen i agree with you i'm just advocating i'm being contrarian it's fucking (laughs) bullshit (laughs) whatever but like i'm just like that's that's that argument. It's still wrong to do, but it is very anti-character to watch him just be like, chug, chug, yeah. fuck That's the why ocean. I didn't buy it. I'm like, yeah, well, what are you doing? Like, you love the ocean, and just, the first thing you're doing is littering in it. Like, come on. You know there's a lot of – there's already garbage problems in the ocean, and you're just contributing to more. Get out of here, Aquaman. <laughs> and you know that was a producer. Like you said, there's too many hands in the cookie jar. Like, there's a producer like, let's make him look more badass. What's he going to chug this bottle and just, just let him break it into the ocean? Like, get out of here, Aquaman. For the sake of the argument, my considering <laughs> is good. Say again. Uh, that's a shout out to Ian. Yeah. I got the first part. I got for the sake of the argument, but I need to hear what you said. Oh, and then I said, Michael thinks littering is good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For, for the sake of the character, 
to make him more. Yeah, I bet you you're right, Martin. Some producer was like, and they're like, listen, this scene isn't carrying forward until I get my bottle thrown into the water. <laughs> and then they did it. And then everybody's like, that's not what Aquaman ever did in the comic books. Like Aquaman's very like, you know, environmentally conscious as his comic book character. But this one is like, fuck climate change. <laughs> The first thing he did in that movie was kill Al Gore. That was the first thing that happened. (laughs) Very first thing. Climate change, steer. (laughs) No, is that bottle of Jack? (laughs) Stab. What's good about Shazam, Martin, and Jimmy? Like, what is what makes it good to someone who hasn't seen it? I don't know. It's just you you go into a DC movie already expecting it to be terrible, and then when it's fun and enjoyable to watch and it's a feel-good movie, it makes you happy on the inside. Don't you have that, Michael? Don't you have on the inside? <laughs> just a comment on Jimmy's point. Like it, 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 it has the right amount of action and humor, and the humor didn't feel forced, which was great about it. Um, like For me, the, the Justice League movie all the humor felt forced. I'm just like, why are you telling us these corny fucking lame ass jokes? Why does the Flash? Why is the Flash so annoying? He's one of the. My, he's my favorite DC character, and he's so fucking annoying in this movie. I just want to kill myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is his his lines were worse than Aquaman littering in the ocean. Wow, <laughs> shots fired. And I like Ezra Miller. I like him. I like. I thought he was a great cast as the Flash, but just the writing was terrible. Yeah, no, I agree. I and I mean that's just that's just the man whose name we won't say because he's a piece of shit. And but give Shazam a, a chance. It's it's a it's a fun yeah. DC movie. I'm not I'm not against watching anything. I just that I I guess I just my order of how I got to it. I was like, man, I've had enough. My my cup of runneth over of DC, and and like you say, all these mistakes. Like it kind of at one point, if you didn't like. If I hadn't seen Aquaman or Wonder Woman, I probably would have seen Shazam at some point, right? You know, like you just you see so much of a product from a brand that pisses you off. And then you're like, hey, no, I'm done, man. You can't like Jimmy says, you can't make me watch WandaVision. I'm fucking not watching WandaVision. (laughs) And I never will. And that's just something we're all going to have to live with. (laughs) <laughs> but you will watch Hillary Duff get stabbed for like two hours <laughs> I don't mind that I don't mind that at all <laughs> Hey, real quick Hillary Duff story real quick Hillary Duff story I'm in grade like 10 and I was child actor and I got cast in Cody Banks to play <laughs> Cody Banks to play Cody Banks best friend there was no love interest in the movie his best friend I'm it's an MGM movie I'm in grade 10 I'm like I'm gonna make so much fucking money this is the shit it was his first movie outside of like malcolm in the middle i'm like dope let's go he starts dating frankie Muniz starts dating hillary duff in real life and she just has that stupid ass show on nickelodeon that's all she's doing because that's all she's good for (laughs) hey it'd be really cool if i was on this move right so so he's like, we'll get her in this movie. My part gets cut for the fucking love interest, but they gave me one line in the movie, and I get to tell Frankie Muniz's character, Cody Banks, that she is way out of his league. <laughs> and they broke up as soon as she got on the movie, that she broke up with him. So it was like the most hostile fucking set. Like they couldn't be in the same room as each other. And then I have to tell him in the movie that she is way out of his league. 
and I am like purposely fucking up so that we could just do take after take <laughs> after take. <laughs> so yeah, fuck Hillary Duff, dude. Dude, I'm watching <laughs> Cody Banks again. I didn't know you were in that movie. I'm watching that movie just to see that one scene over and over again. <laughs> it was glorious. I'm getting every bit of this. That's my overtime. Uh, guy, ladies and gentlemen, we're done. We're just going to end on that today. <laughs> Happened at Hillary Duff on set with our with Ty Boisson. No, I just had to say it one more time. <laughs> Fuck, man, that's crazy. That's also fun too to just be like, <laughs> but to like. Just, fuck with somebody using the process like no i'm just gonna shit on my line i'm just gonna step on my line every fucking time and mm -hmm. just, just last as long as possible i love yeah, it. what's a mark i don't like this <laughs> yeah what camera am i keep looking at again keep adjusting my wardrobe and fuck it all up for continuity purposes <laughs> yeah all right well i'm warmed up i can tell you guys are warmed up so let's get into it ladies and gentlemen we are gonna start the debate and this week it's pretty much it's my idea with the help of martin keeping me inside in check not getting too crazy and, uh, you got a little crazy at the end there i'm not gonna lie yeah, <laughs> you pulled like 50 movies out of the pocket i'm like what is going on here <laughs> what's he gonna have what is he gonna pick i'm so excited to hear what you have this week for us mike i have i i, I have a very over the top uh man cave which, as mentioned previously in the show, that this whole episode is dedicated to the man cave, mostly because I bought a house, and this is kind of where this came from, and now I get to make a man cave. I get to make the studio for all of this shit, and then when we're all allowed to be together again, we can hang out in a fucking man cave, and I wish the one I made today had a podcast studio, because as I'm going over it in my head, I'm like, I didn't put a podcast studio in this man cave. I'm about to argue, which is kind of funny. Either way, um, so yeah, so the whole debate today, ladies and gentlemen, is um, just having that, and, and you know what, fuck man cave, just person cave, really, right, like, it's, we're all a bunch of dudes, but like, everybody loves having a room or a piece to have all their shit and do all their shit, right, so, I mean, man cave for the sake of the argument, but person cave just to, you know, spread it, spread the wealth around, so I challenged all of us to find a man cave from a movie or using a set or a place or whatever from a movie and building your own. What's the theme? What other gadgets do you have in it? What's going on in it? Basically just creating your own space. And then whoever comes up with like the best schematic blueprint, whatever wins. Um, we minimized it. You had to have a minimum of two. Well, we actually had a max of two. And then I was like, fuck it, whatever. We're going to do whatever. And that's what Martin's <laughs> excited to hear. Cause I'm just like, I got a laundry list of shit. Cause I have floors in mine. So anyway, yeah, five minutes. we got five minutes, Mike. Five minutes to present. I've got timing you this episode. <laughs> if it, if it, if you move over five minutes, like that's it. That's it's fine. Five. That's fair. No, I completely agree because I have I have this tendency to go hard in the paint. Go long, long in the tube. <laughs> so, let me bring up my uh, my little pad and pen here, and uh, so. You didn't my... intro. Are you gonna intro sound to us this week? Uh yeah. Oh shit! I forgot to bring up the soundboard. Thank you very much for that. that I, there's always something that kind of falls by the wayside let me bring it up here and we'll just make sure everybody can hear all right there we go okay so everybody hear that yeah, yeah. all right so martin uh you time me and then i'll just sound off myself so to keep me in check here um let's see who's at the door let's see who's gonna welcome us to the debate this week 
We have to get on. We have to get on. We have so much time and so little to do. Oh, so the debate's brought to you by Willy Wonka, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's easily one of my favorite childhood movies uh, from my youth. Any of you guys got a favorite scene from that movie before we continue? Ty, anything from Willy Wonka? Oh, um... Just the I like the animal. I like the elevator just going up. I need just like you get to see this weird ass side of Wonka where he's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna be real with you right now, and this is all your shit now. So like it's it's just the whole thing just doesn't make sense. Like how he just switches at the end. Yeah, I love it. Like a nice person who stops fucking with children. Yeah, yeah. It's like he starts <laughs> he stops murdering children at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you find out he never did really. But either way, whatever. Marty, what's your wait? Favorite? Wait, what? No, I'm kidding. Oh, all, the Baruka's fine. <laughs> Augustus is okay. <laughs> Get the chocolate pressed out of him. She was squeezed back down. Everything's Mike TV is fine. I can't believe I remember all the character names. What the fuck? I know. Holy shit. <laughs> I was like right off the fucking tip of my tongue. I'm just gonna give myself a point, Jimmy. Uh, before we start, Martin, inspired by Willy Wonka. Who? What's your favorite scene in the movie? I, not favorite, but just the most traumatizing was the kid when the, the German kid when he was drinking the the chocolate Ooh. milk out of the river. I'm like, is that sanitary? Like, is this kid? I mean, drowning is not going to be this worst kid's problem. It's going to be like E. coli. Like, he's going to get some sort of fucking disease <laughs> from drinking. Like, he just it's, it's, he just drinks water out of a river. No one says it's chocolate. It's just brown water. It could be anything. <laughs> he assumes it's chocolate. I'm like, why would you just assume it's chocolate? <laughs> Why would they have a shit river? <laughs> it doesn't have to be shit, Jimmy. It could just be just just dirty water. It just could be dirty water. It could and be that, mud. It could be mud flowing from outside. There, there, it's it's you know the town's not that great. It's an industrial city. It could just be flowing from outside into the the factory. You don't know. I love you that. Assume that it's chocolate. I am so glad I asked this question. That's the best answer I've ever heard. You don't know it's fucking chocolate. Nobody told you it was fucking chocolate. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like it's the name of the building. But he's yeah. totally, he's right. <laughs> Back at it. The kid just goes to fucking town on that river. And yes, Willie says everything in this room is edible. Like it, it is, but like that doesn't mean you should. It just means you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy, what's your favorite scene of Willy Wonka? Well, you know, I like to think about how, I like to think about how terrible that bed smells that the four <laughs> old people share. <laughs> and like, it's in the middle of the living room. And I can't imagine it's, it's probably so difficult to change those sheets. Oh. I don't know. How would you even get them out? Unless you're really good at doing that, uh, that tablecloth plate thing. That's what you have to do. <clears throat> just bring in Houdini to like whoop, right? Everybody, just keep everybody on the bed. But how do you put the bed sheet back on? That's oh. the hard part. That's a whole other problem, Martin. <sighs> yeah, no, we, yeah, we're just we're just trying to get it off to clean it. We're not thinking that long in the tooth. Shit, mine is Willie's intro. I love I love the behind the scenes note on how um, Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder, thank you, sir. Uh, how Gene wanted to convey that he was to be untrusted, and he's li li like limping with the cane, limping with the cane, limping with the cane, and then he falls down and does a big somersault and jumps back up. And that exchange with you as an audience member is silent, but it tells you 
you cannot trust this man. And I just love that Wilder was like smart enough to be like, this is a great way to convey something without actually having to say anything. So now you now you know you're like, what's what's going on with this motherfucker? And then yeah, I, I also do love the chocolate mulching scene too because <laughs> like as a kid i was like "Ooh, chocolate but as an adult now that martin's taken away my memory fuck that's a shitty river <laughs> gross <laughs> like i'm never gonna look at it the same way twice all right okay um round one goes to me and my choice from my man cave is inspired by the uh live action the first live action gi joe movie gi joe rise of cobra so i picked the pit I picked the underground base. Now, um, little did I know that you could find said bases on Kijiji once they've been decommissioned. So that's where I purchased mine, guys, on the Kijiji black market. And uh, <laughs> I had it. Did you for... buy it from Russia? <laughs> <laughs> I don't ask questions. I just send Bitcoin. No. <laughs> so, like, so it was decommissioned, obviously, after the rise of Cobra. And because uh, they do change the pit model in the next movie, it becomes like a rolling base, which is the one I think I had as a kid. Anyways, uh, so it was shipped over from wherever it was in parts and then reassembled under my new house in Crescentwood uh, with a big, stupid, slippy slide that takes you down to each level. I think that's how you, that's how you go. So there's, there is a elevator shaft still, but whatever. So um, the two main levels that I want to start talking about was I was like, wouldn't it be fun to do something with those accelerator suits. So we've stripped everything down from the levels. So it's not a training base anymore, but we've kept some of the fun things that you can do. So there's a giant obstacle course that you can put an accelerator suit on and negotiate, right? So you can like run and jump as fast as you want. You can bounce into each other. You're basically impenetrable. So there's nothing you really can't do. The water level that I had as well, um, those subs, they've been de-weaponized, I guess is the best way to explain it. So now it's just an underwater race with subs at the water level. Um, the air hangar, where all of the uh, ships and like Airbuses and whatnot were kept, um, that's been gutted. And I've taken the 3D um, uh, program that Tony Stark uses in Iron Man, and I've changed it into a ver like a like a holographic movie theater. So instead of seeing the movie, you're going to see a holograph of Kong versus Godzilla. Let's say. Right. So you're experiencing the movie instead of just watching it on a big screen. Um, the kitchen, very clean, very modern. Um, I didn't I was trying to find a theme from a movie for the kitchen, but I really couldn't find anything that really like the best I could kind of come up with was like a Don Draper style kitchen. So like very dated, but like with high end. Um, high-end tech for example the tech the 1.5 new traumatic drink dispenser from hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy which is my uh, thing that thinks about what you want to drink and figures out what's going on in your head and then just makes it for you so you don't even in my kitchen you just have to think up what you want and your beverage will be made for you um, my man cave also comes with a lounge area and an arcade which we will get to but I do want to mention that if you come and hang over at my place and get a little too tipsy, um, I have an infinite improbability drive to get you home safe. I can't promise you'll be in the same state when you get there, but I can ensure that once you leave, you might end up being a couch for 10 seconds, but at least you're home safe and sound. Um, the lounge area, I picked Wayne's World because I really nice. just wanted to have a gun rack for all my <laughs> game controllers to hang on. Right. I thought that would be kind of fun. Um, so like a nineties grunge theme guitar, like, like every dude's basement in the nineties would be that theme, basically Wayne's world basement. Um, and then I thought kind of like a fun level would be an arcade level. 
So I would import the original, or not, sorry, not the, the uh, arcade from Tron Legacy, complete with the cannon that transports Sam back into the game. Except in mine, you could just transport yourself into any video game you want and be your own video game character. That, ladies and gentlemen, is my man cave, which I hope to one day build with no money that I have. Um, I give myself to the audience, and specifically, I give myself to you, Ty. You can go first. You're the special guest, so feel free to tell me what you agree with and leave out what you don't. Uh, I I can dig it. I really dig it. Uh, personally, I love the Wayne's World basement. Like the, I know it's like the least fancy part of this whole thing, but I'm all about it. I just feel like there'd be a Fender Stratocaster there, and that's good enough for me to hang out in any room. So I'm <laughs> totally down with this man cave. And I'll be coming over shortly. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, how we do this, sir, is each of you guys come at me here. So we'll give it to Martin next, then to Jimmy. And then I get the last word and we'll move on to round two. So, Martin, please. <clears throat> I can see you were typing. <laughs> I was. I was making notes. Uh, so I don't know if you know this, Mike, but in the movie, the pit in G.I. Joe is located in Egypt. And you just told us your skin burns. <laughs> it's pretty sunny out there. I think you just wasted a bunch of money. You're going to go there like, oh, God, this is too much sun, and just go straight back to Winnipeg. Um, <laughs> I did like the movie theater. That was my favorite part about the whole argument was the fact that we could experience, not just view, but experience in 3D and walk around and see the scenes from different angles. So I thought that was cool. Um, I'm not a fan of the improbability drive because I, I know you said we could turn. I don't want to turn into a ball of yarn like they did in, in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Like, <laughs> like getting home from this is just going to be such a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> like, if, if I get busy, you. I mean, I just looked up how long flights are to Egypt from Vancouver, and it's like 19 hours. And I do not want to be on a plane for 19 hours to visit my friend's man cave. <laughs> I think that's going to be my only hindrance from visiting you is that 19 hour ride to get there if you had some better means of transportation maybe talk to elon musk i might be down but yeah that was that was all i had for that fair enough fair enough jimmy uh-huh okay well look <laughs> i don't i don't think your theater is a bad idea i just think that you're using tony stark technology and i don't think you gave yourself a single iron man suit to stop <laughs> any kind of Ultron that you create now. <laughs> am I wrong, Michael? Did you provide yourself with some sort of Iron Man suit? No, I didn't because I didn't want it. Like, I felt that that would be the hood ornament of my fucking argument, right? Like, as soon as you put an Iron Man suit in anything, you forget about everything. Like, nothing matters next to an Iron Man. <laughs> I just, I was like, yes, it's, it's the low-hanging fruit of the Iron Man world that I could have picked from. I just, I decided to go a little bit more. How do I... How do I share the Tony Stark experience? That is the holographic technology. Oh, God. Oh. Well, <laughs> Jimmy got, you got Jimmy all riled up about the Iron Man suit. <laughs> Look, I just think he's ill-prepared for when his movie theater gains sentience and kills everybody. That's all. Fair enough. No, yeah, because I do run the risk of this intensely smart computer becoming sentient and then, you know. Oh. One more thing. And the drink thing. First of all, I think I like a lot of things. I think I want something. And it turns out after I get it, I didn't even want it in the first place. <laughs> so I don't think that's going to be as useful as you think it is. I'm done now. Dude, you know what? You might think of like the chocolate river and that's all he thinks about. And it's going to turn into just a chocolate river. And you're like, is it 
actually chocolate or is it shit? I don't, it might, it might, you might think about a river full of shit to drink. You're like, well, it'll come up. Exactly. All right. So um, Ty disagrees with me and he's on his way over. So that's fine. I can, we can. <laughs> it's your show. So I'm not going to shit on you. But oh, 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 buddy. <laughs> no, no. You're supposed to. You're supposed to. You're supposed to. Sh- yeah. not me, just my argument. You, that's, yeah. Just uh, the argument of what he presented. Like, yeah. What you have to you got to disagree with something. I mean, it's logistically like okay. If to, you just mark- had the basement, that was like you spent you spent way too much money on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like the basement. The Waynesville basement theme is dope. I love that theme. Yeah, no, I just wanted this giant spiral of awesomeness that you kept going down on a slide and you just it would just level. The up. one thing that I was gonna bring up because and you brought it up already was you don't have a podcast thing like you yeah. don't have a studio and that's a huge part of your life and I was surprised that you didn't like it doesn't take a lot. I would have just turned Wayne's World Basement into a podcast studio. Well, it is a TV studio, essentially. Yeah. So Public that's broadcast. what I would have done. Yeah. You know yeah. what this shows, Martin? This shows that if Michael gets rich, he's going to leave us behind. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that when you're voting this week. <laughs> There's no podcast in your future in your man cave? Mike won't remember the hood when he gets out of the hood. He'll just he'll just leave the hood behind him. <laughs> okay, uh, to Martin's point about it being in Egypt. All right, yes. Like I, I, for my argument, I just made up the fact that I bought it on Kijiji. But you're right. If I have to go to Egypt to get this fucking thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna burn. <laughs> yeah, dude. Then, then STF 2000. Try try like black jumpsuit that's <laughs> somehow designed to radiate. You know what? Just get an Iron Man suit. You can just wear that around and not have to burn. It's it's got filtration systems in it too. It's I'm sure it's got an air conditioner, so you'll yeah, be relatively. It, it, it it's ventilated for sure. We know he can pee in it too, so I mean, <laughs> every time I talk Iron Man with Martin, all I can think of is how much we both love. Hey hey Adam, give me a fat beat to beat my friend's ass. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was so funny. <laughs> oh shit okay so yeah so egypt would burn me alive like i i just like lestat in the sun right um yes expensives ex- expenses this is a ridiculous thing to spend money on and then dig up another hole so i'm digging up one hole and then transplanting it to dig it and put it into another hole like i can't even furnish <laughs> this fucking thing essentially before <laughs> before i've spent so much money just moving it into into jimmy's point um yeah eventually i guess it could go t1000 and you know skynet Skynet, yeah and then it's like we're gonna build the hologram to fuck with michael permanently instead of him enjoying a holographic movie theater so yes logistically and temperate issues as well as um financial uh problems are all make this man cave completely bullshit and 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 the drink thing i said (laughs) (laughs) we get them all (laughs) there was the uh there was the gun in the end that lets you understand somebody else's opinion or see somebody else's perspective i I was trying to figure out how to have the that gun involved but i was like no that that's that's not the way to fucking utopia anyways um well i am done so round two goes to jimmy jimmy um, what did you bring to the party this week, sir? All right. Oh, hang on, hang on. For posterity, sake. one sec, one sec, one sec. Hang on here. Just, just you know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Look, 
I kind of went short and sweet on this one. And uh, I, I look, maybe I'll start saying this every week, but it wouldn't be a real debaters episode if someone didn't understand the rules. <laughs> That's what I was going to bring up to you, Jimmy. Good point. And it's me this week. Again, back to back. So I'm going to, uh, let's see, I have the tabs pulled up. I, uh, I actually went and I found Cave for sale. Um, <laughs> it, turns out, it turns out it's as easy as Googling caves for sale. <laughs> <laughs> and I found this one and it, you know, e even the headline, it's a, this is a Daily Mail UK article that says, now that's a man cave. That's in all caps. So you know it's uh, good. Um, Arizona home sitting on top of its own 3,000 square foot underground cave for sale for only $200,000. Yeah. <laughs> this is money we have. Um, <laughs> the, it's a two bedroom house. And the, look, the two movies, I, I should have started with the two movies I picked. I only picked two. I didn't realize we could pick more. I made another mistake. So I picked um, Get Smart. Sorry, I have a lot of saliva at the same time. It's very dry. I have, I picked Get Smart and I picked Inspector Gadget. Now, basically, I'm going to buy this cave in Arizona. And what I need from Get Smart is the, the fun doors. You guys remember the doors, how you have to go through like six, seven different doors. But what I'm going to do, you guys, and I'm a thinker here, I'm going to put the most difficult door to get through first. And then after that, it's going to get increasingly less difficult because if they can get through that one, then what's the point of the other door? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go whatever steel door, whatever you, whatever is tough, maybe it'll be gold. I have no idea. So solid gold door probably. And then after that, it'll be like a, like an oak, maybe like a, like an oak veneer after that, and then maybe some plywood and then, uh, then like a curtain. And then one of those bead curtains will be one, the last door you have to get through. And I think that might be a deterrent enough to not enter. <laughs> Fair enough. You don't go in a room with a bead curtain. Now, <laughs> on the inside, it's your standard cave. Um, the realtor here says that it's um, infested with salamanders. So <laughs> I don't think... Now, salamanders aren't venomous, so I'm sure we'll be fine. Now, once I get my inspector gadget in the mail or however he'll come, um, <laughs> I'm going to open the box. I'll take out inspector gadget. And the key with him, because if we remember from the movies, when he says, go, go, gadget, whatever, it ends up being something he didn't want. Now, what that makes me think is that there's going to be some kind of pattern here. And I'm going to sit him down in this... Uh, 3,000 square foot cavern, as it's described, and go through his patterns and figure out what I need to do to say what he needs to hear to make me waffle, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, did I mention that this is in Arizona? Yeah. No, we got, we, we, we're, we're geographically updated. Great, good. Now, Considering that I'm just, let's say I'm a spy here. I don't think there's any worse place to go to than Arizona. So no <laughs> one's going to find me. It's never going to be an issue. 
And second, I know what you guys are thinking. Jimmy, Inspector Gadget's super fucking annoying. I have a solution for that. I have a, I have one of the gadgets from Get Smart. It's called the, uh, the what, what is it? The isolation cone or the cone of silence. Sorry, <laughs> the cone of silence. Um, now, I know what you're thinking again, Jimmy. The cone of silence fits two people. Um, not until I, uh, I'm going to go, go gadget skis or whatever it takes to get a saw and use Inspector Gadget to saw off the other half so we can both sit <laughs> in a cone of silence for a few hours. <laughs> and that's my debate this week. Uh, all right special guest lead us off you got get smart in here and there's not one mention of the phone shoe i'm out i'm out (laughs) (laughs) yeah hey hey whoever pointed out that i didn't pick an iron man suit definitely goes to jimmy not picking out a phone shoe for sure. <laughs> I need that phone shoe. That's the go-go to gadget in Gets. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love how you've like upcycled or like re what's that like hip word where you take something mm-hmm. and, and you make it better by like reprogramming it or whatever. I don't know. Um, but I love how you've like repurposed repurposed, yeah. Inspector gadget. I was gonna say gentrify. <laughs> <laughs> Gentrify Inspector Gadget. <laughs> I found that hipsters do. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, that's funny. That's also the plot of the last season of Shameless too. Hipsters. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> yeah, no, I love how you repurposed them to like. First of all, I love like there. I feel like I'm you or I'm all over the place. Jimmy. I love that you bought a cave in Arizona. Like, it's not. I. Th- you know what? I know I talked to you about what the next one's gonna be, Jimmy. But like, I I want to have. I want to be confused on one because it seems that that's where the most fucking fun happens. Because <laughs> you bought a cave in Arizona for two hundred thousand dollars, and you just threw Inspector Gadget into it, and said, "Go go gadget." umbrella and he peels fruit (laughs) (laughs) i'm thinking i'll make him into a like a five-star chef yeah no you've got you've got so much time at your disposal to turn him into your own johnny five that like it really (laughs) (laughs) i think that's fucking awesome i'm sincere about that like you know, I went all like i want to have this swanky fucking thing but you're like nope just a fun cave to fuck with inspector gadget in so my hat's off to you, sir. Uh, Martin, what about you? <laughs> this is like some serial killer shit. You're just going to butcher Inspector Gadget? Like you're going to just fucking chop him up? And... Um, I have to ask, Jimmy, just because you have a habit of doing this, did you w- ever watch Get Smart or Inspector Gadget? <laughs> <laughs> you, like last few arguments, like tie some history. Jimmy has not watched the last three movies that he's presented on. He just he just made it up on the spot. The confidence though. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Now, Martin, <laughs> that's a fair question. <laughs> what I'll say to that is I've seen Inspector Gadget when it came. I've seen the John Cusack movie that came out in like 2004 one time. I've seen that. 
and I've seen the Steve Carell get smart at least twice. Was it Matthew Broderick, Inspector Gadget, or John Cusack? It was Matthew Broderick. I think it was Matthew Broderick. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) If it was John Cusack, it would just be a bunch of monologues throughout the whole (laughs) fucking movie, talking about how he couldn't get anything to (laughs) go-go. Oh, that's good. Um, one of my own, my only other argument, like my only criticism to your thing, like I just, I, it was, you made me laugh, Jimmy, it was good. My only criticism to your plan is solid gold door. Wouldn't just people just rob that? Because it's very, gold is not a very hard metal. And, you know, gold is a precious metal and people on TV are willing to pay top dollar for that. Now, Martin, to that I argue, um, did I mention I'm in Arizona? <laughs> you did there's still people in arizona the only people that live in arizona are the elderly and as we've described we've discussed how they smell (laughs) when four elderly people are are put into it no wait doesn't doug stanhope live in 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 arizona and he lives in bigsby he lives in bigsby what i think his fans he has a party every year and i think his fans would chip away at your gold door his fans are rowdy They seem like the type of people who would chip away at a gold door and sell that gold for money on the TV. You know what? Those 800 numbers. To that, I say, in go, go, gadget, fucking butter knife. And I hope (laughs) Cannon comes out. That's awesome, first of all. (laughs) And uh, that's what I have to say to that. All right, Martin, feeling, feeling good? Oh my God, I laughed. That was a good one. That was so funny. <laughs> he didn't, obviously didn't watch the movies, but he played it like he did. He owned it. He played it like he owned it. Good job, Jimmy. I think, Thanks, man. You know, consider, you know, consider it. Although, you know what? I was looking forward to Jeff Dunham puppets in there somewhere. And I know you backed that out last minute. That would have been a nice treat to have. <laughs> if, I want them, if they were more animatronic. Well, go, go, gadget, Jeff Dunham puppets. (laughs) It's just, you get all of his limbs out and put a puppet on each hand. Go, go, gadget, Jeff Dunham puppets. There you go. (laughs) You don't want to say go, go, gadget puppets because you'll end up with someone else's hand up your ass. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we do it in the cave. Yeah. (laughs) What happens in the Arizona cave stays in the Arizona cave. <laughs> Thousand square feet, baby. That's a big fucking cave. Like you could do a lot with that. Oh. All right, I just worry about your healthcare too, Jimmy. I mean, you're in the states after all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not going to when you get go-go gadget injured. <laughs> he can go-go gadget drive me to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good stuff. Oh, who's next? Martin, you next? Yeah, okay. I will go next. Um, The two movies I picked are two movies that go well together. Um, (laughs) Dumb and Dumber and Star Trek. Um, They they go together like peanut butter and jelly. I don't know. Um, And just to Jimmy's point, I I didn't, I I guess this is one of the the funny things about our show is we always have a a way to misinterpret the rules. So I wasn't sure if I had to be, if I was creating, you know, a superhero cave 
with all these weird gadgets like the bat cave or was i would i be picking a man cave because like i looked up definition of man cave i'm just going to read it to you um <laughs> urban dictionary says you know popular uh, literary site urban dictionary uh, a room space corner or area of a dwelling that is specifically reserved for a male person to be in, in a solitary condition away from the rest of the household in order to work play involve himself in certain hobbies activities without interruption this area is usually decorated by the male that uses it without interference from any female influence that is the definition of a man cave on urban dictionary um, don't look up the definition of a bat cave on urban dictionary because it's, it's terrible um, i'm not going to read it <laughs> oh you can't you can't no come on no it's terrible don't do that um but i but i, but I picked two movies so I, I i thought of it as the man cave definition like a solitary place where i can you know have my hobbies things i like um that's how i bought it so i i, I picked dumb and dumber in star trek and so i'll just say this and i'll get this out of the way because you guys are going to bring this up star trek technology probably draws a lot of power and is probably very expensive to maintain so like true Dumb and Dumber fashion, this man cave will be built on a house of IOUs. <laughs> That's awesome. Well done, sir. And uh, like most man caves, I don't know if you, like I've, I've seen a couple of my buddies have a couple, like my buddies, I've been to a couple of my buddies' man caves in, in Winnipeg and they, a lot of man caves that I've seen have these little signs in front of them. Um, my sign in my man cave will be what Lloyd Christmas says when he's trying to sell Harry on Aspen. It's like, it's gonna be. It's gonna say, "I'm talking about a place where the beer flows like wine, where the women instinctively flock like salmon of the Capistrano." I'm talking about Aspen. <laughs> and I'll say this too: I know Harry does not like the French, and the French are allowed in my basement. So that's that's. We're just gonna get rid of that right away. It's gonna be good. Um, you. <laughs> yeah, Ty, you're welcome anytime, All buddy. Right, you're good. <laughs> Lots of nose, okay. Yeah. Um. I know I've been, I've been sober for the last eight weeks, but I like to smoke weed. And I know people in this room also love to smoke weed as well. And when I smoke weed, I like to feel comfortable. So the room will be carpeted with the fabric of that dog van that they have, you know, yeah. it's, it's just something to lie down in. Ty, I know you work in fabrics. What do you think that that would run me in about a 1,500 square feet? What do you think that would run 1,500 square feet? I mean, you're looking at for something with a boucle as tough as that rug. Uh, you're going to be looking. Looking at about two hundred dollars a yard. That's whole. Okay. Well, it's not. I said IOUs. I your company accepts IOUs, right? Your company accepts that. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> so yeah, that that's going to be. It's going to be carpeted with that that um, the dog band stuff. The seating um, in the first room, the main room, um, will be the ski lifts that you know where he gets his tongue frozen. Very. Nice. Um, and for those of you who who know me really well uh, and know that I my favorite part of when I visited Japan are the Japanese toilets. Um, so I'll have a Japanese toilet in there. When it opens, the song that I'll play will be the Mockingbird song that Harry and Lloyd sing to that guy that's really annoying. Um, and in like also in true Dumb and Dumber fashion, it's not going to flush. So it's just going to be a toilet for show. Um, and this is where my next piece of tech, like this is my first piece of Star Trek technology comes into play. This is where it comes handy, the transporter. Because one thing that one of the main functions that'll do is to transport the shit out of that toilet into the sewer so boom if, if someone uses it there's still a way out there is still a way out <laughs> um and you know 
also with the transport, I thought this would just be cool. I love the transport of technology because, you know, wouldn't it be cool to never have to pay for airfare ever again? Like if you wanted to travel, you could just transport yourself anywhere. You don't have to wait in lines. You don't have to go through TSA at the airport. Yeah. You know, fuck that. Transport is the way to go. Um, and the rate, I looked it up, the range of the transporter is planet-wide. So we can take you anywhere on the planet. Um, and also, I'm a, I'm a huge gamer, film, and TV fan. Um, so what way to better experience this than with a holodeck? Which is, I, if I'm doing Star Trek, I have to have a holodeck in there. Because basically, imagine, you're, you get to become, if you wanted to play the Zelda series, you are Link. And you get to become the character of Link in the holodeck. Or if you wanted to watch a James Bond movie, you can play 007 in that in that holodeck. And also, Mike, I know you got the Oculus Rift and you think Oculus Rift porn is good. Just wait till holodeck porn, you know? That shit's good. <laughs> and for those of you who watched The Next Generation, you know Jordy Le- Commander Jordy LaForge was fucking on that holodeck. Like, he for sure was. He fell in love with a woman, a fake holodeck woman on the holodeck. Yeah. And... Um, it was, it, if you ever wanted to know what it was like to fuck lights, have <laughs> sex on the holodeck because that's what you're fucking. It's basically a light projection. Was, and that's my argument for the week. Boston, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you up. One of my favorite parts is that you, you're you a big fan of the transport technology, but your main usage of it is just to get rid of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that one of two. That. One of two. <laughs> is Jordy is Jordy LaForge going to be there? Uh no, he's not. He's not. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what, Ty? His holodeck projection can be. But will he be reading me children's books? It can if you just put the holodeck. That's the only the holodeck way. I don't want him. Yeah. I don't want him as a Star Trek. No, the holodeck LaForge. can do that. The holodeck can do whatever you want. If you come over and you want to see Jordy LaForge reading your reading rainbow books, we can make that happen for you, Ty. <laughs> he just wants LeVar Burton dressed up as Jordy LaForge reading. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Visors and all. <laughs> I can't see out of this thing, Ty. Why are you making me wear this? I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> this, this isn't an Oculus Rift. What the fuck? This is just a high school girl's hairband. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I I really only had a problem with your toilet because like I don't want to. <laughs> like I really everything I was like. I'm like, okay, great. No, transporter, awesome. Like you, when you were like, hey, you can travel. I, all I saw was getting past security and never having to wait on a plane for 20 minutes. And then and then when you want to like go home, you're just home on your couch. Where, See, like, there, if I would travel from my man cave to your man cave, Mike. Yeah, but you'd leave a ball of yarn. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I don't know, a PS5 controller or whatever. So, like, <laughs> but... Yeah, the only problem I had, because I just was like, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm hanging out at yours, and I have to shit, and like, it doesn't matter if it's in the toilet because it's fake, or on the floor, and I, I just don't want to shit. Like, I'm, I mean, at that point, you're like, if the toilet doesn't work, then shitting anywhere is a possibility. That's the fun thing about the toilet, Mike, is you would be Lloyd in that situation, and my man going, fucking flush, you fuck, fucking flush, and then you're trying to, you'll be there for an hour trying to work the toilet, and it's like, it doesn't work, it, that's going to be the joke, it just doesn't work, so I'm just, don't worry about it, I'll just transport it out, we're good. Oh, shit, I guess the only other thing was that you didn't have, um, being a being a thick man of food, I didn't get a, like, because I, I picked the drink machine, I thought I was going to be the yin to your yang with the the food maker. Right. No, because I, I thought about it, but uh, 
replicated food doesn't taste as good as real food. So that's why the transporter, like just transport to wherever you want to eat. If you want to go to Daily Burger, just transport to Daily Burger, transport back. You don't have to wait. That's the one thing. And and, and like they said, like, I think in Star Trek, they always know that the, it, you can taste the difference between actual real food and replicated food. And that, ladies and gentlemen, only a Trekkie knows. <laughs> like that is not public knowledge. That is something I just learned right now. Um, yeah, no, I like, I like years. I like, I like how you see, like I take right out of the movie and I'm like, fuck it, insert it in real life's ass. And you're like, no, I'm going to make an inspired thing. Like, I love how you used the line about them going to Aspen and, and like the, where the beer flows like that. I love, I love that you do that shit. So I, yeah, like as aside from not having a place to traditionally shit, <laughs> just experiment mike just experiment and just just try my toilet out just try it i know it's uncomfortable but break your comfort zone man just break your comfort zone and do it what does that mean <laughs> I don't know. you know what it's a japanese toilet at least the seat is heated it's gonna yeah, be a heated no, toilet toilet so i i totally experience would be great but the guilt would be just too huge to walk around your house the rest of the night being like i you know, and and you not telling me that the transport, you'd be like, no, the transporter, nothing works. Like you've just shit in my, like you, like you would just fuck with people with your toilet. You'd be like Captain Shitfuck. <laughs> oh. All right, Jimmy. Look, I hate to bring it up, um, but I, I gotta ask about the shitting. Why can't the toilet just flush? <laughs> like it's I not the reference. I know the reference. <laughs> But man, what a weird gadget to pick. <laughs> and it's such a high-end toilet too, Jimmy. It's a Japanese toilet. Are we going to pick like ray guns and stuff? <laughs> I just, and, okay, so the real problem, look, a lot of people have a problem flushing the toilet in the first place. You can tell this from public bathrooms. So Martin, are you sure you're going to be remember you're going to remember to flush that or transport that every time someone goes to the bathroom because i don't know if you will <laughs> the smell will make me do that <laughs> i'll have a little whiff in the air shit gotta transport. anyone walks out i'll just program it be like okay just push a button anytime anyone walks out just push a button i'll tell people oh yeah push that button to flush the toilet and then they'll be oh okay i get it but yeah I just thought I thought it'd be funny to put an outside the box solution to a, a, a traditional problem. Oh yeah, that's what that's what made me go. I can't not like that anymore because, like, you you <laughs> just the one. It's the most expensive flush on the planet. <laughs> and you don't like to play jokes. I'm a joke maker. So <laughs> that's, that's me fucking with you guys. You come visit my man cave. Oh, the practical pooper. <laughs> oh, I also wanted to mention. Um, with your Jordy LaForge, uh, would he would, would is Jordy Holodicken on the holodeck? Whatever you want, Mike. <laughs> Whatever you want. If that's what you want to see, if you want to see Commander Jordy LaForge dropping D on something, you can have that in my holodeck. It's whatever you want. The holodeck can is is your, your whatever you want to put in it. That's what the story will tell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, big old holodeck. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's uh, let's put a nail in the coffin here, and uh, we are moving on to our special guest, Ty Boissano. Um Now that you've seen how this professional show is done, um, can you uh, can you compete? What are you going to bring to? Uh, what are you going to? I know what you're bringing. Tell everybody what you're fucking bringing to the party. 
I'm going to bring a bit of an experience here. I'm going to walk you guys through getting there and, and every little bits and pieces. Uh, I picked two movies, two of my favorite movies of all time. The first being Slapshot, <laughs> and the second is Casino. <laughs> okay, so check this out. I give you guys a call, right? And I'm like, yo, you guys got to get to my man cave. Is anybody listening to this phone call? And you're like, no, that's weird. And I'm like, don't worry about it, okay? I'm just sending you an Uber. Wait outside. So I send you guys an Uber. But it's not just any cool car, okay? It's a 1973 Cadillac Fleetwood Texas <laughs> long car, a.k.a. a fucking limousine, all right? <laughs> you guys get in there, and he drives out of the city limits way into the desert. You keep driving in this hot desert sun and you know that that 1973 fleetwood cadillac does not have air conditioning so it is fucking hot finally you get up to this building and it's this glorious kind of like spanish architecture it looks like the mirage hotel in vegas but it's not the mirage and you cannot wait for this fucking driver to come and open the door you pop out you go running in there and then you're stopped by a very stern looking man with an even sterner mole on his face and he says can i help you <laughs> and you're like yeah i'm looking for uh ty's man cave and he's like yeah no problem follow me he brings you to the very back of the casino okay you go past the roulette tables past the guy who looks like don rickles past the cowboy who's got his feet up on the table about to get jabbed in the jugular by joe pesci <laughs> joe pesci fuck anyway <laughs> you get to the very back of the casino right and there's a door and he probably enters the code it's for my man cave so it's probably like 420 420 420 420, 420 times. Anyways, you get through this door. It is a long, narrow hallway, and you go past the counting room, past the save room, and then finally through a final door, and now you're, you're just outside again, and it's kind of lame. And you're like, dude, can we just get to the goddamn man cave, you fucking De Niro motherfucker, you? And he just points. <laughs> to this Airstreamer van that's right there. And it's a massive Airstreamer van. And it is old and decrepit. It looks like someone's taken an ax to the side of it. And you're like, why would anybody do that to a gorgeous Airstream van? And then the Robert De Niro character goes, eh, they're trying to make it look mean. As you <laughs> reach the door to the Airstreamer, you hear a voice say, what's the password? <laughs> and then the mole-faced man repeats a name that you will never, ever forget. Ogie Oglethorpe. And then the door <laughs> slowly opens. Immediately, you are blasted in the face by the booming sound of Devo covering the Rolling Stones. Okay, I can't no! Okay, I give it no! As you fucking get your bearings, you are greeted by a tiny little Italian butler, and he has big bushy eyebrows and giant glasses like Harry Carey. And his name isn't Alfred, but it is Marty. <laughs> Marty brings you inside. You can see that this Aerostream van has several pop-outs. It is freaking massive. He walks you past a wall of pinball machines. And oh my God, this and it's not the lights of the pinball machines that are blinding you, but it's the decor of the whole place. Nothing but animal print everywhere, okay? There's like a zebra skin carpet and there's animal print giraffe wall coverings. It's everywhere except for one couch, okay? Now, I know what you're thinking. This is a slap shot kind of man cave with, with casino. Maybe there's some good me like movie memorabilia, like a, like a, a Charlestown Chiefs Reggie Dunlop jersey signed, or maybe like a, a baseball bat signed by Michael Francis. But no, 
There is one four seater recliner couch meant for watching sports, and it is upholstered in Paul Newman's jacket that he is wearing in Slapshot. I don't know if you remember this jacket, but it's a long brown duster, and it's from the 1970s. So you know that there's enough yardage on that jacket to upholster an entire couch. Okay, the lapels alone would do like the fucking like hands on it, right? So you'd be. You find you'd be fine there, right? You're like you're in a Prince video or something like that, or like the artist artist formerly known as Prince, or the guy who used to be alive. <laughs> okay, in the middle of the room, there's a conversation pit. Very chic '70s. Lots of round pillows everywhere. Basically, the living room from the party with Peter Sellers. Okay. <laughs> In the middle of the room are my friends, the Hanson brothers, playing with their toy car racetrack. And this is no regular toy race car track. Hey, I had Elon Musk design this track so that no matter how fast you rip around those corners with the cars, they will never fly off. Okay? Ever. Do you understand how fucking major that is? I said <laughs> ever. Okay, I know there was no budget for this, but I feel like if I did have one, that would be the entire thing because it just seems impossible, impossible <laughs> to do, right? But then you're feeling a little peckish. You're like, man, I got to go to this buffet. You see a buffet across, across the room. You walk over. It is a smorgasbord of two items. <laughs> Always really iron worker craft lager beer actually not even craft no it's like it's like the silver bullet or something like that right and then that is paired of course with the freshly baked blueberry muffins with an equal amount of blueberries in every fucking muffin right around this time is when i come out and greet you because i've been in my bathroom pooping the whole time a totally functional bathroom by the way and i say how are you doing then we get really high and play video games all night and that's my man cave <laughs> wow that's the, uh, guys i think that's the first time we've ever had a performance that was the first time we've had a performance that energy was solid yeah no wow dude that you should take that on the road <laughs> where <laughs> it's a provincial tie because we it's covid yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah. like look out Kelowna. Uh, hunting, <laughs> hunting camps, <laughs> fishing towns, <laughs> things in the north that nobody is. The, the, everything's fine. They're just so far north. Um, no, dude, that was. I'll I'll take us. I'll I fucking. You created like a virtual experience on top of where you'd end up. Like I was just like, fuck, here's a place. But you're like, no, you're gonna walk through the mirage. Of, of casino can you is can you hear me knocking playing in the background the whole time like is it the yes whole but only covered by devo because yes, I just right. really... <laughs> but like no I, I i i love i love that you did it by devo but i just like the the to tie it in like a scorsese moment is a 12 minute extended track of yeah uh, yeah, so, to match the one shot that he does it's just yeah it's just one long shot from over top as you walk through the entire casino to the back yeah. room to the no. airstream event the first time I walked into a casino in Vegas, I thought I had a team and Scorsese behind me. Like I just walked in with, I was like, "Fuck, I feel cool, man. This is I, I get this." Um, the first time I walked into a casino, I got kicked out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. Um, besides, it was so early in the morning, we went at like, and I was at the blackjack table. It was the worst. It was the worst. I got kicked out. 
Uh, no, I liked I liked that that there was a trip before. I liked that um, you you knew you you pulled you pulled little fucking nuggets in like the Paul Newman jacket. That fucking jacket is so memorable. So good. I love so that like coat. just using that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, the only like. Uh, I don't want to give you an ace because you're new and then you'll expect it. Next time. <laughs> but he already gave us an ace. He says, yeah. hi. Oh, <laughs> you, Martin. <laughs> well played. Ace is high with the ace Rothstein dancers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to, I, I'll have to find something. I got to let these guys go. I can't, I can't, there's got to be a negative in there somewhere because you gave me one. So I, I only owe you one. Martin, what do you think? Um, I really liked how it was an experience, like going to yours. You really, it, it felt like as if it were a, like a movie, like it like felt like a one shot scene, the way you presented everything, which I liked um, from the pickup all the way to going into your man cave and everything. I liked how you picked little tidbits from movies, um, like with the blueberry muffins with an equal amount of blueberries. That's <laughs> like, the like best part that. of the whole movie. Yeah. So funny. Uh, that's why I, I love that. And I also loved how you kind of, poked at uh, our childhoods because you know the, the racetrack cars that never go off the racetrack because that always fucking happens and i hated that like it, you you would get into a race with your buddy and then someone would just like go too hard and fly off the track and get the oh, restart that's over. what happens in Slapshot when the hansen brothers are playing in their hotel room and it flies off it's like, you poked the darn car i don't even <laughs> want to play anymore <laughs> yeah i like the rate like the the fact that you made one that never goes off the rails oh, that'd be so, um I think what I, uh, the only thing I, I maybe wanted to see was maybe, I don't know, something with a bit more music involved. Uh, Cause I know you're a musical guy, Ty. So I wanted, that's the only thing I wanted to see. Maybe something with a bit more of touching on your personal musical side, maybe something, I don't know what, but something with that. But other than that, I really liked the, the way it's presented. It, like Mike said, I think this is the first time we've had a performance like on a debate. Like that was a performance. Yeah. Just to, 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 to back that up, Martin. You, you, your delivery was musical and 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 performed where like I'm like okay so I put the pit under the basement and then I have a slide like you're you're, you're timing right you're like two four in that shit so like that makes it fucking sing too just a little bit more so well done on like you know how like they judge on like the Food Network where they're like presentation uh, taste uh, all that shit yeah like your your presentation definitely made the way the experience because i can I, I imagine you like announcing it and then like the su sully Selberg, like all that shit like just the and then the hotel you know you know fucking but to martin's point that whole scene with the fucking blueberry muffins is like when you when you see that and you're like okay I, the only person who would ask that question is a very intimidating mafia run casino owner <laughs> like nobody else would ever ask that fucking question of anybody and, so and expect good. to get results so I still don't have anything bad to say, Jimmy. You know what? God damn it. Every fucking week we have a guest. You two compliment the shit out of them. <laughs> and I have to be mean. <laughs> <laughs> and the problem is I don't have anything mean to be. <laughs> no. Whatever. Look. Oh, okay. So when I get there and I say the password and they start taking me into the casino, I'm not allowed to stop and maybe play around the blackjack. He's just going to keep pulling me in or am I going to get left behind? I'm a little worried here. 
Because that's, that's just happen. your first time experience. Because like he just wants to show you where the man cave is. Because it's all the way in the back. He's got to show you all that stuff. You're more than welcome to use the casino floor anytime you want. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm gonna Google Map it, and I'm gonna get there, and I'm not gonna know where to go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Jimmy said, the whole rushed experience. If I want to stop and, you know, seven come 11, right, or throw some quarters in, and you're like, no, follow follow Sully and follow uh, Big Tony. This sounds intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I'm being led to have my, my hand bashed in with a with a hammer. <laughs> like, like, I didn't even get to cheat yet. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's gonna get whacked. We're all gonna get whacked going to Ty's casino man cave. Won't even make it to the man cave. We'll all get far whacked before that. <laughs> oh shit! Anything else, That's Jimmy? All That's all. That's all I got. All right, fair enough. Well, let's put the sun down on another one, shall we? Last little bubby and uh... this is a tough one this week. I'm not gonna lie. This is yeah. A tough one. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more, Martin. <laughs> Where's the fucking chat? There we go. All right. So um, like Jimmy said, Ty, sometimes things get lost in translation around here, which is half the fucking fun of all of this. Like we could really get stupid fucking pinpointed accurate, but that's not fun because then you don't have four different interpretations of one thing. So um, to carry on with making as much communication here as possible clear, uh, we're all going to type our answers in the chat room of Zoom. Not in the WhatsApp chat, in the Zoom chat room. So um, I'll throw up the drum roll here. Does anybody, uh, do, do, Martin, what do you say? Like, another, any, Does anybody feel they need to add in maybe one or two more things? Like, Jimmy, do you want to go watch the movie and then come back? and? <laughs> you know what? I'll say I think it's funny. I think it's very funny that Martin um, brought up an argument against you guys for not making it personal. But my whole thing is just fucking with Inspector Gadget for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's very personal to me so thank you martin for recognizing that i know i know how you feel about inspector gadget man yeah you know consider it <laughs> all right all right hey so you, just so i'm understanding we we type in who we think won in the chat yeah and you have okay. you cannot vote for yourself you have to vote for somebody and right? we t we just type, again. Don't, yeah well uh when the after the drum roll we all hit enter so, huh. Jimmy, did you get inspiration from your Inspector Gadget movie from watching the Hillary Duff? <laughs> Just <laughs> getting chopped up. Don't don't say her fucking name. Again. <laughs> Just a fine actress, and I'm glad she's acting again. <laughs> I'm not voting for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel we should recognize this right now, Martin. Um, if there is a tie, we'll do the same thing as we did before, where the the people who've tied have to argue to the people who didn't for another little one minute kind of rebuttal, and then uh, we'll go from there. Sound good? Uh, whatever. I I the phone call. Can we call anybody? We could, yeah, if you wanted to. I, well, let's see. I missed the phone call. The phone call tiebreaker was good. Can we call Rob? Uh, we can Just try. Time? Yeah. Do you just want to talk to Rob? Yeah, I just want to talk to Rob. <laughs> <laughs> or Ian. We could call Ian. Uh, yeah, we could call. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see where we're at first here. But yeah. Yeah. I like uh, I like where your brain is. Oh, that was Siri. Okay. 
All right. So um, let's check on the uh, symphony orchestra. Let's see what they're playing with. Oh, yeah, they've got their drummer already. So uh, on the count of three, everybody got their uh, choice in the box? Yeah. Oh. All righty. Martin with the win. Um, yeah, clap it out. Clap it out, ladies and Thank gentlemen. You. Big, big round for Marty there. So we have. Uh... Jimmy, just a little background. I wanted to vote for you the last three times because you didn't watch any of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I... You know, I, I, I have a lot of fun just pulling things out of my ass. <laughs> it, go, go, gadget puppet. <laughs> <laughs> I. Oh. Jimmy, I really, really fucking love what happens when you don't, don't just keep doing it. Like, just keep doing it this way, please. Because it's like, I, I was voting for you up and up until I just couldn't, like, I love the toilet prank. I think it's a really great, <laughs> so like it's a bait and shit essentially is what we're into. So poop is always funny. Yeah, no poop is always funny. And like, it's your little fucking, you know, pocket in your house right so why not fuck around with people with it uh ty what made you uh vote for your buddy or did you guys have this talk before the show <laughs> no yeah no we already worked out uh this was my whole plan this entire time that if martin <laughs> if martin was gonna win i was gonna spin zone it this way when he was like what movies are you thinking and i was like maybe dumb and dumber i don't know and he's like that's a good one it's like yeah you can have it <laughs> so like he won but like i won you know what I mean? <laughs> inspiration partly tied we were having a talk about this and i was having him on the pot i was like, talking about him like oh i like that one i'm gonna be my pick one. Oh shit <laughs> all right well uh i'd i'd love to keep this going but i actually uh, we're at the point where i have to get into the car and drive to the farm that's what i'm doing the rest of this weekend so no news chat today but maybe next time um ty thank you so much for joining us sir um and playing this little game we I, I, we all think you did fucking aces so well done ace rustin thanks for having me guys i really appreciate it. this is a ton of fun good well that that's all it's supposed to be um this is your uh this is your first time here ladies and gentlemen and you don't know anything about us and uh you skipped the first part now you land here uh realdebaters.ca go check it the fuck out that's where you're going to be able to see all the information about Ty from this episode on the website, because <clears throat> we'll put all of his all of all of his stuff up so you can get to know him as well as we did today. Uh, that's where you can see uh, the good looking Martin, the handsome Jimmy, the debonair Michael and everybody else who's on the show. Um, you can read stuff about us. You can shop stuff that we sell and you can throw some bucks at us if you want to donate to the cause. And all the monies that we get from doing this go back into making this better and more cool and i don't know just it goes back into it for you so you get to be part of it so realdebaters.ca for all of that stuff um we don't have anything yep still not allowed to gather in public here in winnipeg martin you got you guys got anything changing out there for clubs and shows and shit no everything's still kind of shows are still events are still um, not happening from last update so all right well then this is all we have to look forward to and it's so much fun <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure doing another one of these for you uh, in Winnipeg. I have been Michael Petro. Jimmy, who are you this week? Uh, I'm Devin Sawa. That's going to be starring in Chucky Sue. Sweet. Um, Ty, we should have told you about this, but you can be whoever you want or yourself. doesn't matter. But who have you been this week? Uh, Marty Feldman. 
and Martin Navarro. Who who are you? From LA Confidential, Rolo Tomasi. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, watch all the movies. We are.